0: Hello and welcome to Entrepreneurs Talk Africa, the podcast for African entrepreneurs. I'm Mark Israel, founder, CEO, startup coach, university lecturer, engineer, and human being. And I have the pleasure of being your host for this episode. Today, we start a special season of interviews centered around startups that will participate in the Angel Fair Africa event that's going to take place in Mauritius at the end of November. So during the next episodes, we're going to discover the startups that will pitch during that event. And so to kickstart the series, I'm welcoming Oyedayo Oyeniran from Deliver Azap, who's coming straight from vibrant Lagos, Nigeria. Hey, Oyedayo, how are you? Good morning, I'm fine. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Ah, fantastic. It's a big pleasure. So um, let's start this conversation really, um, you know, if you can tell us about you, your business, um, and, and what is it about?
1: Okay, so my name is Zoyedayo. You know. um, I'm an engineer, um, an engineer turned entrepreneur. Um, I resigned from my paid employment um, some last year, sometimes last year, to wow. focus on deliver us up. Um, and we noticed um, a huge gap um, within the last month fulfillment space in the country, Nigeria here. And we see that this particular um, um, issue is, is um it can be replicated at, around the continent it is very very much visible around the continent so it means there is an opportunity for us to bring up a solution and also scale it across the continent okay so the mission of the company is to take the burden of last mile logistics of busy professionals e-commerce merchants and importers by providing various innovative 21st century solutions that makes life and business easier Affordable and more fulfilling for our customers. So, um, this kind of summarizes um, what we want to achieve, who we want to achieve for, and how we want to achieve it. You know, to an extent, that even a location or, on, on or somewhere close, so the day, it makes the whole job easier once you have a platform like Google Maps to complement what you're doing. So, it's better now, it's better, and it's more encouraging now, really.
0: No, and I think that you're definitely um, answering a, a key challenge, um, whether it's for importers or just, um, you know, where you want to ship something from point A to point B, true. So what were some of the challenges uh, that you've encountered while setting up your business, um, really? Okay, so um,
1: one of the themes, actually, uh, you know, every business will tell you that one of the challenges is funds, capital, yep. and being a startup, um, um, and being a startup that, that really, it, it's not like you you have some money stacked somewhere, you need to, it's a startup, so at the end of the day, the tech part has to be amplified, you need to get coders, because I'm not um, a, I'm a co-founder actually, who is a technical mm-hmm. co-founder, who is the okay. CEO, but you know, also at the end of the day too, um, the people that are supposed to do a particular set of work has to be assisted by some people for you to make um, sense and for it to be faster. So at the end of the day, one of the major issues we have right now, setting up um deliver us up has been funds. But okay. what we now did was, we didn't actually wait for us to have money before we started. We started sometimes last year, um, July, 2020. And funny enough, we started with, uh, um sheets and WhatsApp. So that that uh, I tell people that that's what our MVP um, was sheets <laughs> and WhatsApp because we just needed to kickstart. Um it we was just shortly um after COVID, so it was a very viable time for us to kickstart. And delay was actually going to be dangerous. Unfortunately, also, this particular niche that we have picked, um you, we don't have any structured business like mm. structured now, like a corporate business that is handling this solution. What you would have seen is maybe one or two guys trying to use this as a side hustle. Or uh, that's what you would see. So it means that um, at the end of the day, we're trying to create a, a smaller niche within the bigger industry. And so you definitely, you know, at that instance, you so need a lot of fun to create awareness, to let, let people see. All we are doing and not for them to categorize us as normal logistics. And also access to talent also, you know, when you don't really have the funds to pay people's salary, then it becomes a bit difficult for you to get them on board to work for you, to, to um, meet the goal of the business. So what we have done to also try to manage that um, was to, so what I did was to, I look around uh, my network of friends and um, family, my sister, my younger sister, was um, she had interest in coding, mm-hmm. uh, so it was more of like a, a push to her. Babe, we need to do this. We need to do this. I explained everything to her, and she believed. She said, "Brother, let's do it." And she she <laughs> she started tutoring herself using YouTube, using Google, and now she's a front end developer. Then also the my co-founder, who is a CTO, is also a friend. That I explained the old um, idea, the old solution to, and it made sense. And um, we've been we've been on this journey for more than a year now. So w- that's one of the ways we I did to just try to overcome the issue. Looking around my particular immediate network, who can I talk to? Who can I explain what the idea is? And who would believe in the vision? So I think those are the two uh, two key things. Maybe also the third part also um, is the investors. Um, I, I don't know, if I would say mindset. Now, um, because at the end of the day too, I hear that people say, which is true to an extent, that people do not really invest in ideas. Mm. They invest in people.
0: Correct.
1: And now, if you don't know those people on a one-on-one basis, it becomes a bit difficult for you to convince them to support true. your idea because they don't know you. Though they can, they can maybe see one or two things you have done before, but it's different from them saying they know you one-on-one, they know what you can do, they know your capacity. And unfortunately, again, this particular niche that we are pitching is like a new kind of industry or a new yeah. kind of semi-industry. So it's kind of, it's a tangled um, situation, but those are the three key things that I will say, where the issues are now, I, I will try to um, um, manage those situations.
0: Oh, no, thanks, thanks, and I think that makes um, that make perfect sense to me. And and I love the the MVP with a, a spreadsheet and WhatsApp. So yeah. it's, <laughs> it's something that that of course you know I, I'm talking when I'm talking to startups and, and coaching them. Sometimes they want to come up with this beautiful and fantastic idea, and it's gonna spend mm-hmm. millions of dollars, or let's not even millions, just just a lot of money to develop that mm-hmm. thing. And says. But can you validate the, that the ID works with, you know, small things first?
1: Sometimes exactly. people,
0: people don't get it, but I think that you got it. And that, that's brilliant. Yeah,
1: yeah. And funny enough, uh, it's one of our uh, major, um, when we talk to people, one of the things I try to emphasize is our MVP was not really, or the pilot stage or the validating stage was not really, we didn't have money, we didn't have resources really to work around, but we are able to fulfill others. They Mm. were worth over hundred thousand dollars without no single form of paid marketing. I think I think it's when I think around it really, really,
0: uh, it's it's always very impressive to me also. Ah, that's 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 pretty cool. So so it seems like, well, although you you said that the lack of fund is is definitely something which you're looking into, and that's why of course you're participating to AFA, but what is what has been really since you exist for more than a year now? What has been your biggest failure since you started? And how did you bounce back from it?
1: When you're kickstarting like this also, you would get big to an extent where you start seeing those failures. Maybe we've not really really grown so uh, that big for us to see that word failure. What we have just seen so far is maybe a couple of issues that we try to Walk around. So one of the models that we try to run is to partner with um, maybe some kind of established long transit um, friends, and you know, at that instance, really, we cannot, or we do not, or we cannot really, really control what they do, Mm -hmm. and we cannot really control the way they treat um, um, service. Now, they've been, they've been good to an extent. They've been very superb to an extent. But a couple of times, really, you see that we're trying to um, give an SLA of three days. We want to deliver goods to people within three days. But a couple of times, you see that it gets delayed more than that. Yeah. It gets delayed five days. I think the, 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 the most extended one was five days, six days the no, knots. What we so one of the things i try to do when you are placing order is the fact that i try to take you i try to win you not as a customer but as a fan so that i can communicate to you well and i can also inform you and update you as the transaction is going even though you have um, a tool for you to track your order so once i try to have that at the back of my mind then it becomes the, the only thing they would say, in that particular instance where we had six days, I was updating the woman, even though she had the tracking number, she had the Webby number, you will track on our platform then Webby number when you want to pick up your order. Even though she has those two um, different ways to track what her goods were or where they were at that point in time, I made sure I was communicating with her at least twice a day mm. since she started, since she placed the order. It was a matter of okay, just give us a little more time. There is issue that there are issues on the road, maybe traffic or maybe road network, because the location is far. So it was easier for me to manage mm. because there was constant communication yeah. and constant discussion with the customer. And I think one of that's one of the issues that we have in the industry, really, the last mile industry in Nigeria now. People do not see that visibility in the um. In the expe- their expectations of when their packages will get to them. And most of these logistics complaints do not care to mm. um, communicate constantly with their customers. So it yeah. becomes at the end of the day, you tell them your goods will get to you in two days. Second day, none of no, no staff of the company has reached out to the customer. Third day, she's not getting any update, she's not getting any leeway, then it becomes, it becomes an issue. They start having mm-hmm. shots. Mm-hmm. But that's what we're trying to work on. So, our main focus, I tell my people, our main focus in this business is we want to deliver a 100% customer success, a customer experience that is 100%. Once the 99%, we're filled. Yep. And I think it's good for us to kickstart when we are still this small, such so that it becomes a culture when we, when we scale up. So, that's the way, we, that the issue that I'll say um, we've um, had so far. And that's the way I will, I will try to manage it.
0: Uh, no, and I, I I love it. Actually, it's 100. Again, what I'm you know not only thinking but seeing in in that world is that uh, the the center of every company is the customer. And if yes. you have a complete customer centricity with customer satisfaction at the top of your KPIs, then you can't be wrong, really. Definitely, definitely. Ah, it's cool. I, I love it. So, so now if, if we look in the future, um, mm-hmm. where do you see your startup or what do you see your startup looking like actually at the height of its success?
1: You know, you know I think about this um, almost every time. And yeah. funny enough, I love when I think about it because really, it's big. Now, um, we want to activate three more services What we are doing right now is taking the last mile logistics off for many importers and importers. So what we call it the cargo service. Now, we have three more services that we want to activate. One, we want to begin to ship into the country ourselves. That international shipment, we want to begin to do it ourselves. And also, we have a model that we want to try to use that has not been used in this part of the continent before. Um, it's what we call the peer-to-peer kind of international shipment where we get people, we pay people to bring goods in for us. So you are a transporter, you are, you are coming from a particular country to our to our country, you'll pick a good of one of our customers from by your country to the to our country. It's a peer-to-peer kind of model we want to mm. try to kick start. It has not been done, it has not been activated, nobody's doing right now, as so of now in the continent. That's one of the services I want to activate. We want to also activate um, what we call the errand services. So mm-hmm. you are busy in Lagos, for example. You work nine to five, or you can't go out because maybe you have a child, you are a nursing mother, you are pregnant, but you need to run some errands. Mm-hmm. The option you would have is get someone to do it for you, or you postpone to when you are able to go out. Yep. But we don't want this to happen. We want to be able to take care of your errands, however little or however complex it is. So one of the things we've done is to break down that errand service into three different sub-services. We have the buy and sell. We want to be able to buy and sell for you online and offline. We have the normal delivery runs where you pick up from a location and deliver the location any item. Then we have what we call the gig service, where we um, provide a platform for service requesters and service providers to meet and transact. Mm. We will serve as the QAQC, ensure that the service that is promised is what is delivered and ensure that the money that is promised is what is paid. Um, something like a freelancer, something like a Fiverr, but more structured to our own um, economy over here uh, in the continent. That's one of the other services that we want to do online Iran services. Once you activate this, it's more of like a B2B than B2C and also B2C too, really. Once we activate this, it's going to it's, um, it's going to also be a force in the country. Uh, combining all these things together, then the last one we want to activate is what we call the e-commerce platform. So let's say you you sell on your website, or you sell on any social media or any um, marketplace, and you want to let's say you have a customer from um, you, someone from Kaduna is placing um, order on your website, and what you would do is to maybe collect the goods, get the goods, and send to the customer in Kaduna. So at the end of the day, it takes three, four, five days before it gets to Kaduna, before the customer gets it. Mm. But what we're trying to do with our e-commerce last month is to ensure that we will onboard you, you will have your product shipped to us, we will distribute all these products by data and data analytics and AI around our regions of warehouses in the country. So your customer in Kaduna is not going to have your order fulfilled from Lagos. Mm. He's going to have your order fulfilled from somewhere close to Kaduna. Mm-hmm. So that we can deliver to that person same day or at most the next day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If you don't even have a website, we can get the website bid for you, integrate our system such that it becomes a seamless thing. Once someone is ordering on your platform, we are seeing the notification instantly and in real time, and we are getting the orders fulfilled instantly. This all the services that we have listed now, we want to replicate it across Africa. Mm-hmm. So it means that it means that in the next five years. That's where we look at. That's where we want to get to in the next three, to five years. We want to have scaled across very key markets in Africa. Start um, getting that revenue in hundreds of millions of dollars, billions of naira. And, at that instance, we know that to the development of e-commerce in the continent of Africa. That's the goal. That's it. That's the dream. Um, but as we rather want to be. The next three five years, being able to take that stress, that wahala, out of um, the e-commerce merchants, the pro- busy professionals, and the importers, mm. then we know we're adding to life.
0: Yeah, well, if if you sort out this smile conundrum, um, you you can really explode. Uh, e-commerce and logistics overall, because I know that you know it's it's just a nightmare. So uh, uh, yeah, that's, that's a that's a beautiful vision, and I hope that you'll get there. So yeah, tell me. tell me what are your main unique selling propositions?
1: Okay, so um, right now um, we are we are kind of um, first markets in okay. this particular. So because we've taken it one step after the order. Yep. We've only activated one service right now. And um, so in this particular service now, we're forced to market. We have that advantage. Um, we kickstarted operations, to so know the, the, the customers what they want. Um, it's not, we're building our products, our, our mobile hub and um, um, web hub. Don't like want to test one and see what they. We know already exactly what they want. We've done feedback sections, so it means that it's pretty much easier for us to 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 scale because we've done this for a couple of months. We've seen the issues. We've seen the solution. It's just for us to refine what we're trying to do on a daily or monthly basis. That's also one key thing. Then also we have some various innovative solutions that we want to introduce. Right now, in the last-mile fulfillment or the logistics um, industry in the country, we don't have any service provider that has the opportunity for people to place orders on their platform without internet. Except maybe not um, phone call, but let's say there's no there's no way for the person. Maybe the person is stuck in a way in the location where he can't, he or she can't make phone call and there's no internet. How can the person place order on your platform? How can you get the service rendered to that particular customer. So um, kind of what we want to do also is to introduce such different um, innovative solutions to ensure that we can get this service. You have internet, you don't have internet, we are good to go with you. And we are. So it will place us in a very high level that at the end of the day, we are going to be controlling the industry. So, these are a couple of uh, USPs that we have, mm. and that we're also trying to build on. Okay.
0: No, you want to be the one-stop shop for the last mile, basically, and 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 you are in good position to be. Exactly. Okay. So yeah, yeah. So we're getting close to the end, um, and I enjoyed the conversation. And really, I well, I, I really, okay. really would love to see you, you know, having a big success in that space because I truly believe this is a big, big, big problem. So far, so now I've got my last question, and that's a that's yeah. really a, a funny one. So, if if an investor was investing half a million dollars in your company, what would you do with that money?
1: Okay, so um, right now, our key um, key use of funds now um, the basic the, the most like the biggest now is operations and capacity development. We want to also develop and um, um, tools for us to um, get um, policy is not really stable. So that's also part of what we want to use um, the funds to do. And then next one is tech, our technology. We want to improve our technology. Right now, we have a web hub that is functional. People are placing orders on it, We're building a mobile hub. And once we also extra services, it means that we have to modify and upgrade our platform. So we also want to spend on that our technology part get more technology staff also on board. Then the last part, the last um, part this is the smallest, around 10% of the funds we want to use for marketing. Mm-hmm. We've, we've discovered that we don't need to spend too much on marketing for us to get what we want to get. And that's one of the beauty of trying to run that pilot stage. Now, one key thing that has worked for us is referral. Mm-hmm. Once you can deliver to your customers, to their expectations, it's pretty much easy for them to refer you and to market you. And that's what we've done so far. Like I said, we've not not spent any money on paid marketing. It has been referral and word of mouth so far. So it's a strategy we want to also key into, but um, we have a couple of marketing strategies, marketing activities to support that. And that's why we have marketing taking the last, uh, like around 10% of what we need funds to do at this instance. Then once we we kick all these milestones, then we'll move to, to the next stage, definitely.
0: No, and, and I think it, thanks, thanks very much for sharing. I think it makes perfect sense as well. So it's improving your operations uh, from, from A to Z, basically, because as you rightly say, if, if if you have something that works from a technological and logistical angle, then mm-hmm. that means that you could have, it's a web app or it's a web service that you can plug. It's a little bit, you, you could become, for what Stripe is for financial sector, you could become, you know, for, for exactly. logistics. Exactly,
1: so you're exactly. You're the Stripe of
0: logistics. Oh. If, yes, if you can do that, that <laughs> you're as rich as Stripe.
1: Exactly, exactly, exactly. That's the goal, really, that's the goal.
0: And 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 then you will be bought out by, I don't know, TNT, DHL or whoever. Yes, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Oh, that was, that's fantastic. So thanks, thanks very much, Oyedayo uh, and, uh, and, and- Yes. Thanks very much to all of you who tuned up and are listening. So, you've been listening to Thank Entrepreneurs you. Talk Africa, the podcast for African entrepreneurs. I'm Mark Israel, co founder, CEO of the Talk Collective, the company behind Entrepreneurs Talk Africa. And today we have the immense pleasure of hosting Oyedayo Yeniran, founder of Deliver as App. And you will find all the references in the show notes and uh, Oyedayo's website. And of course, if you need to reach him uh, to get your goods delivered in less than three days, across Nigeria for the time being, but across Africa pretty soon. Uh, so uh, reach out to, to uh, Oye Dayo. So before our next <laughs> episode, thank you for taking 10 seconds to give us five stars on the podcast app you're using. It really helps us. And thank you in advance and see you tomorrow for more inspirations and actions from across the African continent.